This is an Adventures in Middle-earth actual play using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. You can cross-reference this episode as episode 4, Judgment at the Carrick. You'll find links to that and our other forms of media for our sessions, as well as an index of this episode in the description. Previously on... Having found the fugitive Odoric living with an army of brigands in Wolfswood, the Fellowship are now fleeing with him and some hoodwinked bandits towards Stonyford and ultimately to Bjorn's house to warn them of the nest of vipers on their doorstep. So with some fine role-playing guys, you managed to talk Odoric down from so he didn't feel kind of fully double-crossed by the bandits that brought him over I here. double-crossed. <laughs> But you were during your questioning. You were disrupted by a flash of colour in the woods, and then Farron, you saw over overhearing you, um, known as a really really good tracker in the bandit group, and he like haired off. You got managed to stick him with an arrow, I think Sigmar did, and then he kind of shot, disappeared yeah. from view. Um, and he's he's kind of off and running. You've got hours, um, if you remember, you were two or three hours from the bandit camp, so. Yeah, you have some time. And you, as you look at, you're about to kind of pack up and head out, I seem to remember, but you look at Odoric and he kind of looks kind of pale and really worried. I suggest we get moving and we can maybe talk to him about yeah. what's specifically worrying him as we're going along rather than stand here and waste okay. half an hour of, of time. I'll just share the, the main map with you guys again. I suppose you haven't got it open. Oh, yeah. You're in the West Anduin Vales. The Wolfwood is just above Gladden Fields in the River Gladden. Um, there's a yellow icon on there where you are. Yeah. Where are you actually going back to? Ultimately, it's the Carrick, isn't it? But um, there was the single coracle-type boat that we tied up by a riverbank, but as a fair way off, which we got from the village of Stonyford, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, we're heading for Carrick. The question yeah. is... That at some point they will presumably intercept us. Yeah, a good, a good idea is to try and get that coracle get straight across the river. Yes, that will give us a bit of advantage, wouldn't it? Yeah, because the only other option is the old ford. Um, so you're about a day from, no, a bit further than a day from Stonyford, maybe two and a bit. But we'll be um, moving a lot faster, hopefully, because instead of looking for trails and being stealthy, we will just be heading for sort of pretty much a known place. Okay, so yeah, the plan is to head backtrack to the to the boat. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Sorry, um, so I'll have you make some like just a a kind of check because it, it's pretty brutal weather. It's sleety. It's not nice. Um, should be able to get there okay, but you've got a grumpy teenager now with you as well, and uh, <laughs> three bandits too. So, but what is there anything else you want to talk to Odric about? He's looking as as you kind of head out. So my recollection of the last time. You started questioning him, kind of started bringing him round to almost like feeling guilty for his actions. He was very concerned that he was just going to get killed if he got taken to the Carrick. Um, but eventually you kind of talked him into seeing that uh, if he ever wants to be accepted by the warnings again, he's going to need to face judgment there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of after being finally convinced by you kind of begrudgingly accepted that so that that was kind of where you got to you didn't really ask him much else other than about that it was also was his just, chance to be um get a life with Bryn, Brynhild or Brynhilda yeah and he will be in some way hero or well received for bringing inside information from the contents of that bandit camp that is presumably unknown so you know that's that's a bonus point if he does the right thing, realises it's uh, something that Carrot needs to know about, Bjorn needs to know about, and brings inside information about that camp. Okay, so you're trudging, you're trudging on. Um, he's looking glum, and he kind of keeps looking over his shoulder. And he's he looking at, mainly at Amal Frieda as a Bjorning, because he's a Bjorning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a bit of a frown on his face when he looks up at her, but he's not saying anything. Okay, I've got nothing to say to him. Um, I'm more concerned about the pursuit, I think. Can I just hang a little bit back behind the others, maybe 100 yards, 200 yards, just to see if I can hear if anything or see if anything is following us, please, John? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. Do you want to um, so give me a stealth check in the tower, just because I'm assuming you're trying to kind of hide from view and stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. So just give me a stealth check in the tower. Okay. Good. So I mean, the rest of you, as Amalfrida drops back, you kind of lose sight of her and, and sound of her. Um, she kind of blends into the surroundings. It's uh, broken, low hills and dales. Basically, you're heading through. Um, Rain and sleet coming down, pretty poor visibility, so it's ideal for hiding. Um, okay, so yeah. you're pretty well hidden, Amalfrida. Give me a, a survival, no, a, a perception check to see if you can see signs of pursuit. Yeah, I mean, you you spend, um, you kind of let them get probably a quarter mile ahead, find a, a location to hole up, and just watch. Um, yeah. No one, no one, and nothing follows you after maybe fifteen minutes, um, and you have seen no signs of pursuit. So you think that. The trapper was operating alone. Um, yes, presumably he would have to go back to the base, tell them what he's seen, let them put two and two together, and then they come out from the base to where we were and then follow our trail onwards, which he'll probably be easily able to do. But presumably we've got a reasonable bit of time. Yeah. Can I ask, I'll ask uh, mainly the bandits, you know, do they have many horses? Are there lots of horse-bound people that would pursue us or will they pursue us on foot does he think or do they think he kind of looks a bit resigned and he says i don't even know if they'll bother pursuing okay because why do you think they won't bother what's your thinking he kind of just shrugs his shoulders so do i feel that he's in a bit of a pit of despair as well then G give me an insight check um in the tower, tower uh oh, insight's not my strongest suit never mind <laughs> Um, yeah. he, he's worried he, about the price of cheese. It, no, it, it seems clear to you that he is like internally wrestling with something and he's just keeping quiet, not telling you, not talking to you about it. Something that's probably on his mind. I'll say to him, What's mm. troubling you, my friend? He's kind of head trudging with his head down. He says, I don't, I think you've probably right that I was between a rock and a hard place and the bandits actually weren't my friends despite treating me well and thinking about it Valter was only probably treating me well because he really wanted information from me and I think I may have told him a whole load of things that a little bit too much going to be really dangerous for the Bjornings well, what's the best thing we can do now presumably to warn the Bjornings um, so they know what the, th the threat or danger they're facing is yeah I mean I think it's very real that Valter was actively making plans to attack the Bjornings. Reckon Stoniford? Yeah, little settlements or... Well, yeah, go, go, just heading north, and I'm not sure where his first attacks are going to be, but I just don't know. Well, that's done now, isn't it, in terms of what you have said or haven't said. We need to try and rectify the situation and make the best of it for the Bjornings. Well, if he attacked Stoniford now... I mean, if you look at the map, it's only two days away. Yeah, yeah. They, could, they could probably be there in three days. Yep. It would take you five to get to Bjorn. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a dilemma you've got, if if what he's saying is real. Yeah. Well, how many uh, spears does he have? How many, how many soldiers, men, fighting men and women? He's looking, he's almost looking like a kind of rabbit in the headlights. He's enough to destroy Stonyford and... and and villages up up the Anduin, to be honest. Right, so there's not much, much point us staying at Stonyford and trying to defend it. Might as well give them a warning and they just keep going. Uh, yeah, clear them north, I guess. Or tell them to Scarpa, head for the hills. Aye. Let's, let's get there as quickly as we can then. What I might be able to do is talk to Valter, Odric suggests. What difference do you think that? I think if he, I think he's... He's a strong king in the making with plans for expansion and dominion. So I don't see how you'll be able to change his mind or dissuade him. Oh, I won't be able to dissuade him. I might be able to delay him enough for Bjorn to send reinforcements south. I think you just be killing yourself um, because mm. uh, he'll have many more people. He'll not just feed you one-on-one. -on -one. He'll probably just shoot you through the hours and carry on going. No, no, I'm thinking we've got to take, say, Farron knows what's happened here. If we can find Farron before he gets back to tell them, and then me and the me and these guys could just walk back to camp. They won't know what's happened here. 
he's really looking as if he really doesn't want to do that. But you do, you do think you made a, an impression on him with your earnestness about his doing the right thing. Do I get the feeling he is slightly in the sort of the pits of a suicidal gesture to almost try and make things better, but go down with a good name in history kind of resignedness to him? Yeah, there's a bit of that, but also sort of a Captain Oates or whatever it is in terms yeah, of you've got a great insight, right? I mean, you actually also think that this is there is something, yeah, something about that. This is his chance to prove that he is the hero he's always thought he's been uh, a little bit. Um, it is dangerous, as you said, uh, it, and it will require. I mean, if Farron gets back and he's a fast tracker, if he gets back, we're heading camp, in the other direction. And we're you're heading in the other direction. So yeah. he's got like a half hour head start, maybe a bit more than that, an hour head start on you at the moment. So it's it's risky, but it, it's unless you guys. So he he basically thinks either we've got to try and well you said this try and tell Stonyford to evacuate, and then basically any village west or east of the Anduin going north up, up to Bjorns warn them about the same thing, or delay Valter um, because it sounded quite imminent his his attack. And he sounded quite imminent. Does that mean they're right at the? The plans and pulling the trigger, so to speak, or just because? Yeah, I mean, it's it's days away. Um, if yeah, so clearly, if Farron gets back, that might have a, that might influence either bringing it forward or delaying Valter's plans. Telling you, you might it. think if he if if the scout says, do you know what that guy who's been giving you all this information on these very weak, flimsy Bjorning defenses? We've just seen him meeting with some Bjornings and Woodmans, and now he's gone. He might think. Curses! I've been double-crossed. I've been sold fake information, and I've been fed a load of bunkum. So he may actually cause him to reevaluate what he thought was his knowledge of the situation, rather than to speed it up. Especially if we're only talking about tiny little holdings and homesteads. Possibly, yeah. You might think that was a spy, and now they've extracted their spy. Well, you know what's going on. Maybe that's my paranoia. Maybe that's what I would do. Well, I mean, to, talk, to, talk, talk to the crew about it and see kind of what, if you've got a, a specific plan. But if it's, if it's he's right that this is like an imminent attack and you don't know where that's going to be, you're essentially, you as a group will be spread too thin. Okay, you can go back to Stonyfoot, but there's other settlements up and down the Anjuin populated by Bjornington. I guess you could attack any one of those. You may be lucky, you may attack Stonyfoot, but... Uh, and how does Odric think he can stop Falta by words or by? Challenge? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm not going to be able to challenge him, but I I could say that. Yeah, this may have changed our plans a bit. Uh, maybe if I could divert them north, the further I can get them north, the the closer Bjorn and his crew will be. If you can even warn Bjorn and get his group to come south, and I delay them and we go north enough, and uh, I could actually maybe use this as a Actually, in hindsight, even if Farron escapes, we could potentially say we overcame you. And uh, <laughs> as as Jeff turns around and he overhears that, Jeff does not look like he's very pleased with that as an idea. That the the four of those go back to the bandit camp, having him mm. just like extricated Odric. But yeah, because Jeff's burnt bridges. Yeah, we. I mean, we could. Odric's now. 118 back into camp with these guys saying, ha ha, we've triple crossed the triple crosses. Because Farron, if you, if you recollected Farron only, uh, you don't know whether he overheard what was, he was viewing. He may have just seen an encounter. And he saw, and he saw a sword point, like you all had weapons out and there was the bandits there and Alderic and you were talking to them, but he, pr he probably didn't overhear what was being said. He was, like a hundred feet plus. And we were concealed, weren't we? We weren't like waiting openly and he walked into our clearing. We were concealed and sort of appeared to these guys, didn't we? And so Farron may have just seen... I mean, Odric's offered yeah. it and I would say Jeff is less keen. It could, I guess the story you concoct is I was the only one that made it back alive. The others died. <laughs> if Jeff really doesn't, doesn't fancy it. Jeff, Jeff is <laughs> firmly wedded to a lot of gold from uh, King Bard at the end of this. So... Um, <laughs> He's yeah, so that could be an option. I mean, if you if you can think of something fairly compelling, lie that Odric could get back to camp shortly after Farron, like half an hour later, that might work. But it's okay. It's, 
big if and also do you trust Roderick enough to do that as well so I mean speaking for myself I trust him in terms of I think he genuinely wants to do that I have a sneak suspicion he wants to make some heroic gesture that's going to leave him him dead but well remembered I'm not saying that out loud to him but my worry is that he will throw away his life is it because uh, as Roderick is it because you you, you think you're quick, you can catch your man. Because I think I'm another... Quick, but I'm, I, no, I just... I want to do the right thing. I I, I was angry with <clears throat> Rathvik and, and Brunhill, to be honest, took took my wrath out and anger on him when he was drunk. And I've regretted it every day. And I think fell in with the wrong group. They were They gave me comfort, but they're what? not... No, not good. Not your true friends. Not your true friends. Well, I have an alternative plan you might be able to do now. You could, uh, if you're quick on your feet, uh, Brother Hathis here could write you something to Bjorn, and you could go as fast as you can up to the Carrick, take the message to them to try and bring them south. And this is where uh, Monan's eyes start to gleam with a little suicidal. And i tell you what we could do. We could wait for them to all, all the bandits to leave their place, and we could circle back and torch it and bring them right back. And then we could keep them there, and then maybe make a final stand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I get you now more so sort of suicidal than Odric. <laughs> some kind of suicide off, isn't it? <laughs> I just think it, it forced them to come back south to try and preserve their own place, and uh, might give us some of them enough time to come south. Obviously, we probably all die, but we all gotta die sometimes. I always say. <laughs> all good ideas why don't we just do what we were supposed to do take Odric back to Bjorn and let him decide the worry is that it'll take us let's say five days and I don't know the number to get up to Carrick and maybe the bandits that Odric's been talking to might attack one, two, three, four, five little Bjorn settlements that maybe Odric's told them about and there'll be plenty of loss of life and bother but maybe not. Bother. It's a good word, bother. <laughs> but yes, you know, we're good soldiers. Do we obey orders, which is get him, bring him back to the boss man, let the boss men make the big decisions? Rather we are not. soldiers, though. Metaphorically speaking, we're all soldiers. <laughs> In the battle of good versus evil now. <laughs> Having seen the bandit camp, even taking on a small contingent of them is, is probably beyond us. Hmm. We're we're we've got we've got a bit of a lead because Tracker Man's going back. Yep. Uh, if they want to suddenly push forward their plans and, and launch their attack, even that's going to take half a day to get everybody ready. So we've got quite a bit of a lead. We can just warn the settlements on the way back. Yeah, I think if we go to Stonyford and get them to each scatter to tell another individually another settlement, so they just radiate out, tell another settlement, send everyone north. Aye. kind of thing. I think I like Monin's plan. I want to go and see you torch their, <laughs> torch their, camp. Torch their camp and die horribly. <laughs> yeah, he's got to die sometime. Once he hears Sigmar's like description, maybe he realizes it's probably even just a waste of his life. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> I think three of you are doomed to die. So it's perfect plan for all three of you. The other three, I'm not. I, I I'm not doomed to die. I've, I've got to live forever or die trying. So. <laughs> All right, so you're basically going to head back to Stonyford. Hope yeah. you convince them all to scatter <laughs> and warn people, yeah? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's okay. more experienced brains than ours in Stonyford as well. All right, so um, your guide, which I think is you, Hathus, uh, I just need... Uh... <laughs> we got horribly lost, go round around this large clump of bushes for three days. <laughs> yeah. The West was lost. You finally, you finally <laughs> get back to Stonyford and that and every village settlement <laughs> north to the Upper Vales is like smoke, smoking hulls. They must have overtaken us. I don't understand it. <laughs> okay, right, give me... What am I rolling, John? Uh, give me a... What did it say? On a second. Survival. Am I trying to get to the Coracle first and then across and then Stonyford? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yep. Yeah, let's do it proper. It's about 50 miles to Stonyford and about 120 to, to Bjorn's. Uh, so you're going to Stonyford first. Yeah, via the um, little boat that we left, tethered, moored, etc. because we are honour bound to return that as well, aren't we? Because someone lost a boat. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to get across the river in a boat. 
Yeah. Okay. So you, now you have an option to take a forced march if you want. Now to do that, you can basically walk for probably 16, 18 hours a day, but it's very draining. I think but you must. get there in half the time. There's lives at stake, aren't there? And including our lives at stake. So we'd probably would do that, wouldn't we? Yeah. We'd yeah, be so driven by force march, you'd probably be back to Stonyford in about lunchtime. Two days, and then it'll be about another only about another two to three days up there to Bjorn's house. It's easier going on the east side of the Anduin than it is on the west side, so it's faster. We might be able to secure some riding resources as well. Like spurs and things. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if we try and force march to the boat at least to get across the river and then up to Stonyford. Uh, what was you with the ponies? Where are they at the moment? Are they with us? I think they're at Stonyford. Because you... You took a boat straight over the river. Oh, that's right, yeah. 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 You can clearly pick them up from Stonyford, which will help you. Okay. Okay, so um, give me a journey roll one sec. Have we got any advantages? You know, we were fairly boosted up with advantage on every roll and plus one or something on our arrival roll when we finally got there from about two sessions ago, John. What yeah. Have they, have they gone? No, um... Is it the same day? It was one for one day. Oh, no, it wasn't. Okay. It, was for, it was for this part of the trip. No, um, yeah, I think you do. So give me a yes. D12 embarkation roll. So this is add your proficiency bonus and half your wisdom bonus. Oh, God. Um, and then subtract two from that. <laughs> so hang on. So proficiency bonus. Where the hell do I find that first? So that's your um, <clears throat> proficiency survival, survival proficiency bonus. Survival, I am plus six. Oh, no, sorry, it's just proficiency bonus. I'm yeah, so that's plus two. Plus, so two what... plus half your wisdom bonus. My wisdom bonus is... Wisdom bonus is plus four, so half of that is plus two. And then take away two for the peril rating, which is plus two in total, so D12 plus two. Which was a D12, I don't know, it's this. If I do plus two, and... That's an eight, that's a ten, that's a twelve. Whee! Six plus two is eight. Okay. Good job. Okay, so it's uh, fine weather for the. So as you, as you set off, the the sleets and snows begin to abate. Um, actually, make <clears throat> some really quite good time, and you're feeling much more buoyed about the the journey ahead. Um, you're finding you're going quite easy, uh, and it's it's better than you were fearing. If you're taking a forced march to get back to uh, Stonyford, or at least to the Coracle tonight, <laughs> which you can do. Everyone needs to give me a constitution saving throw to keep that pe- grueling pace up all day. Open or um, tower? Uh, you can do it in the open because you all know it's going to be hard, but it's DC 15. Moaning's not showing his true form. We're all going to die. Constitution. Everyone's looking absolutely knackered. If Hassan's is nearly there, come on, you. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> all cacked out. Everyone takes so you you do manage to keep going for that grueling time, but everyone takes a level of exhaustion by the time you get to the coracle. Right, so um, I won't bother giving you effect, but basically you've got one level of exhaustion, mm-hmm. uh, each of you. So just check exactly the rules for that. I think it just means you get penalties to checks. Okay, so yeah, just disadvantage on ability checks. Just, but you get disadvantage on ability checks. So you're so tired. Um, but you are back at the coracle. You're back at the coracle, and uh, you push across the Anduin, get swept a little bit downstream, and you'll be back in Stonyford. You need to camp, but you'll be back in Stonyford by tomorrow, late morning, kind of early afternoon. Sounds good. Yep. Um, so overnight, uh, assuming you're your, you find a sheltered area, which yeah. shouldn't be too much of a problem. It's, it's more sheltered that side of the Anduin. If everyone else makes a, you won't add to your exhaustion, but if you make a constitution check by the morning, it'll get rid of one level of exhaustion if you have a basically a good night's sleep. So everyone else give me a DC 15 constitution check. See if some people can make it this time. So it's That's a constitution a save. save. Um, yeah, another check. constitution save. Sorry, not a check. Yeah. Ooh. No. 
Oh, so Sigma, Sigma and Apple 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 Free Day, you wake up feeling really invigorated, so you don't have any exhaustion. However, half of the moment didn't sleep so well, and you're pretty pretty weary in the morning. Are you trying to push on double time for the for the first half of the day? Otherwise, it'll be probably late afternoon by the time you get there. I think so. I think it's imperative. Yeah, I'm with it as well. Okay, give me another DC fifteen check. At least are we minuses? Are we any minuses on this, John? Because like at disadvantage because of the exhaustion. Yeah, was we should have. Yeah, we should have. I think basically exhaustion level three, you get disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. This is a save. Yeah, this is a save. So it's only okay, ability, so it's checks, ability checks. Okay. Oh, number three just fumbled. God's sake! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> He's a. Oh my god! <laughs> really? One, two, four, two. You had a real fat summer. Stumble into the river. I, I think we made a decision to wade up the Anduin. <laughs> yeah. Swim, we're swimming, John. Swimming in the middle, it's safer. You, you all have. Sorry, uh, two of you have level two exhaustion, but by, by the time you arrive, one, uh, the other two just have level one exhaustion again. But by the time you're really dragging, so. Monin and Sigma, uh, sorry, Monin and Hathas, by the time you get there, are like almost like wandering deliriously. Uh, and a couple of the bandits are as well. And as you as you drag yourself into, you're almost like your teeth are chattering. You just haven't got enough calories in. You've been really pushing yourselves. And you kind of stagger back into Stonyford around lunchtime. Um, okay, I'm going to say to the others before we get to Stonyford, this isn't about Odric and what he's done. So don't let Stonyfoot erupt into, um, oh my God, the murderer's back or all this stuff. It's about the potential threat to Stonyford from the bandits, etc. Just a sort of reminder for when we get to Stonyford. Okay. And an ale. When we get there, I need some ale. <laughs> <laughs> more beer. I must have more beer. All right. Um, you come into the outskirts of Stonyford. Uh it's fairly familiar to you now. Where are you heading when you get there? <laughs> I don't know. I think we'll just uh, clap, clap to, to, the, to the, the door. Tavern street. There was that lady, wasn't there, who was the kind of the, was she the unofficial sort of town leader or homestead leader? Who's, ladies Ava. Yeah. yeah, could well be. I think she's probably the most sensible person to talk to. Yeah. So you've got three, no, four fairly knackered, no, well, four including Odric or three Plus Odric, knackered bandits in tow. What are you going to mm-hmm. do with them? Well, I'm not going to call them bandits. <laughs> they, yeah, they haven't got a concept of, of, of a bandit force out there, have they? They might think they, they're... No, they... they, they I mean, there's rumours that there are bandits in the, uh, in the Wolfswood, but they don't. Yeah, so they're they not going to say, oh my God, they're in bandit uniform, they're the bandits, everyone run, are they? But do we want to bring these guys into the middle of town or do we want them to stay out of sight? Well... We only had them with us because we kind of had to, and they are bandits. We just had them in. They're tagging along because they think they're going to get a reward. Oh, Sigma, the triple crosser. <laughs> I don't care about them. They're bandits. Yeah, but the other point is if we leave them by themselves in Stonyford, I don't know if they've got the right kind of people to be able to protect against them. I suppose there's what? How many is there of the bandits? Five or three? There's three in Odric, aren't there? Three. three plus Odric, yeah. I mean, you could. Tell them to, you could like, assuming they can read or can't read, you could actually write a note. Sorry, this is me speak thinking. Uh, and then tell them to get get themselves to <laughs> let, him, let him sort it out. Up to Beyond. Uh, oh, King Bard. I, dear Bard, you owe these guys 30 gold honest. Signed, Hathis and Co. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't we the ones who want to go up to up north? Yeah, of... we need Carrick with us. Um, we need Odric with us. We don't want to lose Odric, do we? So my gut no. feel would be keep him with us and just don't let it descend into... Yeah, just stay, catch our breath, and then head north again. Yeah. Well, at the moment, you, so unless you've got ponies to sit on, two of you are too tired to walk at more than like half pace. Mm-hmm. Didn't we have some ponies here? So... Yeah. Now, you, you will actually be sleeping in a warm... Well, assuming they let you sleep in a warm house, but in a, in a much warmer environment, so that'll give you advantage on your constitution mm-hmm. checks. Um, which, well, which I mean, how big stone if it is? Is, it, is there some kind of authority here? You know, sort of jails and soldiers and that kind of thing. Or... No, no, not well. There, there are basically some of the burlier farmers and fishermen 
fairly well weapon trained as many Bionings are, but only for the because it's fairly wild in in the in the hills. So, but no, I mean, there's no militia here. No so palisade. No. No, I think they should just flee for the surrounding stone homesteads and get everyone to head north. They probably won't want to do that, but we don't really have time to do a massive persuasion job on these on everyone. All right, well, so Sam, Chaz, and Jeff all got their kind of heads down, yep. trying to be insignificant, and they're kind of just walking along behind you. Uh, Odric is, he looks really conflicted. At one, at yes. One one level is kind of, wow, this is his home, but then it's, how long are they going to do to me here? So yeah. He, he, yeah, he's kind of keeping his head down um, as you're coming up to the village. So I'll leave it over to you. So... Yeah, I think we should stick close to Odric because we told all these people we were going to find Odric to take him to Beyond. So there's a bit of authority there in terms of, look, we've got him. We're heading north to Beyond. He's with us. Let us do our jobs kind of thing. And they already know that. So where are you heading when you get to the village? We should let this Ava or Ada woman know, don't we, that there's a potential bandit threat. Yeah. So as you come into the village, you see um, what looks like Helmgut. He's kind of... Walking down to the river, he's got a an empty bucket in his hand, Uh-oh. and he looks over at you, and then his eyes widen. Yeah, because he'll see Odric. So Odric was what his foster son or stepson or mm-hmm. foster son, wasn't it? And Odric's like look, he looks in real pain as he sees Helmgut again. Mm-hmm. What Helmgut says, and he kind of starts turn, turns towards you and starts walking towards where you guys are. Mm-hmm. Modin's gonna take out his warhammer, start walking towards him. Hey, you big fucker! I think we're on the we're on Bard's, uh, no Bjord's business. Say the fuck we are. I'll use, Why? Intimi- use intimidation because I get a, I get advantage on that. Okay, uh, give me a check. Is this affected by your two levels of exhaustion? Uh, no. Oh, hang on, it's a skill check. Yeah, unfortunately, that counts as it. Uh, um, but you still got it at regular regular intimidation. Okay. Um, you kind of you've str- almost like struggled to keep your warhammer up in two hands as you <laughs> as you walked out, and uh, he he's he he kind of backs off a bit, puts his hands up, drops his bucket, and says, "All right, all right, I'm." And he's like slurring his words a bit. I was just saying, "Why do you have to bring that fucker back in here? Look, you kill Rafik. When you taking him to be on?" Yes, we said we were, and that's what we're doing. You didn't want to help us on the way out. You can stay out of the way on the way back. Maybe I'll get some stuff together, though. Oh, he shouldn't be in Stonyford. He's a murdering bastard. Well, neither should you, for that matter, but you better speak to Ava, because you've got some bad news coming for your place. But I'll leave uh, the rest of the more eloquent amongst my companionship. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keep heading for... for he he picks up his bucket, doesn't go da- back down to the river, and kind of heads... Away okay. from the river to some outlying farmsteads. Look, 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 you don't know who lives there, but he's look like he's going to talk to some people there. Fine, but there's probably won't even believe him anyway because he's a pissed up, useless bastard. Right, let's head and find Ava. We've got bigger things to do. All right, um, as you get into the center of the village, Ava is um, basically at the well in the village with a few, um, a few folk just talking as you come in. Uh, Williford's there as well, who's the the more burly sort of fightery type, and he notices you first and says, uh, and then alerts Ava to to it, and Ava turns and starts walking towards you. She's got a fairly inscrutable look on her face. Yeah. She, uh, we say to her, you know, my lady, we need to speak to you urgently in private, if that's possible, please. All right, bring him, bring him with you. Mm-hmm. Who are these fellas? He points. She he points to the. Uh, Bandits. We'll explain. We'll explain everything, but times of the essence. All right. She nods. Come with me, and uh, she heads to her house. Opens the door. Um, it's uh, incredibly relaxing there. It's warm, soporific. You're suddenly <laughs> feeling far, far. <laughs> like the beer door. on the table, and <laughs> you're not. You're not cold anymore. She's. She's got some like half a loaf of bread on the table. Uh, while she gets out. And then she looks at you and you look like wet and cold and miserable and you're all kind of teeth are chattering, particularly moaning and uh, and you and you 
you uh, come in, she closes the door and sit, sits down. She pours some water and brings some bread over and stuff. And uh, you start tucking in. What's, um, why do you need to talk to me so urgently? We found out about a large bandit base in the, are they the Wolfwoods? Yeah. Called? Yeah, in the Wolfwoods. Uh, and we believe they are imminently are planning to attack the Bjorning settlements, um, in, very much including yours. Um, that's where we found Odric. We're taking Odric back to Bjorn, but we are very worried that they will be leaving their base and striking north with evil in their hearts very soon indeed. We've come as fast as we can. We're near exhaustion, but we need to keep going. This isn't about Odric and what he did or didn't do. You know, let Bjorn sort this, this out. This is about, you know, genuine fear and worry for everyone's lives in this area. How do you know there was a lot of bandits? There's quite a few of us up here. Bandits don't really threaten us and never have done. Well, there's a lot of them, and they're planning to come this way. Need you talk to them? By the, you look around and Jeff, Sam and Chaz are kind of looking down at the full shop. <laughs> I spied their camp. I've heard their plans. This is a warning. As Sigmar says here, you know, it's a warning. That believers or don't believers, we've done our bit. We've told you that there's people coming. You as head person, you can either decide to stay here. Maybe they won't come here. Maybe they will. Either way, we've done our job. We need to get a, get further north now. Audric, from what you've heard, what do you think? Audric, it's the first time he kind of looks up and he meets Ava's eyes and he's, he looks quite, almost like defiant and proud. And he says... Well, they tell us the truth. The uh, the bandit leader's name is Valter the Bloody. And he said, I feel ashamed, but they made me feel welcome. And I told him about a lot of the settlements up and down the Anjuin here, Bjorning settlements. So he knows where that he knows where Stonyford is. He knows some of the other settlements up the river. And his plans were imminent to come up here. He, he's calling himself a king. This is This is a very serious threat. And he said, then he's like, looks pretty shameful and he says look i'm really sorry i wasn't thinking about my people at all and at that she she kind of looks looks at him and says uh and it's a few seconds pause and says well that's a brave thing to say odric uh given the position you're in and so give me a final kind of audience check hathas as you were doing most of the uh, talking okay yep what do i need to do uh so this is a so if other people want to help him that will cancel out his and so I guess knackedness. <laughs> his, his, his knackedness and they can't string a sentence together. And the mouth of the bread. Yep. So um, just give me a standard persuasion check in the tower. Um, okay. And didn't you say that after our meeting with Bjorn, we were considered friendly, beloved? Yeah, friendly with Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> so persuasion in the tower. Yeah. Yeah. An assistance role in the tower or not in the tower? Yeah, in the tower. So, um, Hathas, you start talking and then end up kind of mumbling, but Sigma seamlessly <laughs> takes over the conversation. Good man. It's almost polarised opposite roles you've got there. Um, takes up the conversation and she nods at the end of it and says, all right, I don't think I can persuade Stonyford to, to move. We can't move people lock stock, but I can send warning to the nearby settlements um, with some riders. Are you going to be able to help us if this is as imminent a threat as you're saying? I don't think we'll be able to stop the bandits themselves from the sound of the numbers and the equipment levels. I think we'll be very much outmatched. Again, I'll look at Odric because he's much more of a tactical fighter person that's been inside the base and heard the plans compared well, to... Yeah, Odric said there's, yeah, there's more than 100 outlaws in that in Valter's camp and more a dribbling in occasionally. And he, yeah, I know Stonyford's tiny, so this is a real threat to you guys. Um, you think he'd send all of them? That's his plan. His plan is to create a kingdom and he needs land for that. Well, yes. I think he's planning to recruit, I, I threaten people either to join or be killed on the way up. Ava says, um, all right, I'll bring it to the townspeople. I can see this is a suitable size threat. To, we need to get these people together immediately. Yeah. And she, with that, she heads out. She goes to the big, um, bigger meeting hall that you were in before. And after about a minute or two, you hear this sort of clear bell being rung. 
from from that that building. So someone's holding a very big bell and hitting it with a beater, and it's resonating over the valley. And you see Bjornings coming in from the river, coming out of the hills or out of the farmsteads around. And um, after about 30, 40 minutes, the town square and the area right in front of that hall are sort of buzzing with conversation. And but are we hanging around that long? Are we hanging around for 30, 40 minutes to watch this? Or are we getting some sleep or are we cracking on to the next people? So two of you are knackered. So you to be able to kind of keep moving even really, you'd need to be sitting on ponies. Um, yeah. How many ponies did we have here? I think you only had the one, didn't you? You only had, unless you got another one from Bjorn. Generally, don't remember, I'm afraid. Mm. We did have two at some point, but I can't remember how we ended up having two at some point. Oh, was it because we got them off the, um, when we rescued the halfling or something? Did we have two? And then we had to give them back, one of them? Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't you? There was a pony train which included his stuff that you tagged on with, I seem to remember. I think you've just got your single horse, your single pony. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it up to you. So talk, talk amongst yourselves about whether you want to stay or push on immediately. And if you want to stay, you need an overnight sleep to try and regain some of your exhaustion back. And what time is it now? Is it sort of lunchtime or early morning? Or It's around lunchtime, yeah. So that was welcome okay. food. Well, Monan's keen on sleep. In fact, he starts to nod off as everybody's talking anyway. <laughs> so he's sort of out of it a bit. <laughs> Has like yeah, a, it's has probably a, best, isn't it? In which case, we'll, we'll get our best recovery in the in the warm comfort, won't we? The problem then is we might be raring to go and it's pitch black outside until morning. But the prospect of going out back into the cold again when you've been like drowsily having a nice lunch and warming your bones in front of the fire here is not a good not a good prospect. So. Yeah, mine is like, oh, we've, we've done the hard bit. Got across, got away from <laughs> we, we get up in the morning, the town is deserted, and there's a hundred bandits coming over the hill. <laughs> as, as, he, as he sucks a little bit of ale. We, we, you know, we could defend this place for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, guys, um, I got the rules slightly wrong for exhaustion. If you have a long rest, it removes You don't need to make a roll. So, actually, you're all just on one level of exhaustion. Some of you aren't on two. Okay. Okay, so you're you will be you could push on what I'm saying now if you wanted without really too much. Well, your your saves are not great, but sorry, your checks aren't great. Um, if you wanted to have it do a better job, potentially avoiding hazards and stuff, the next day or two you may want to have a rest. I vote, uh, I vote push on. I think we should push on. We need to let be all know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you've already made your rolls. You only have to roll once a day. So you've made your uh, exhaustion check rolls. Begrudgingly, Monin takes a fond look at the fire as you start packing <laughs> your backs again and then decides to head out. Uh, and you're not interested in listening to what she says to the villagers. Interested, but I think time is of the essence. All right. You know, there's bigger fish to fry. So she sort of curtly says, thank you for the warning. I'll take it to the... Uh, to the village and yep, yep. Live it, it'd be a joint decision for what, what they do. But I'll at least advise that we send warning to other settlements nearby. Uh, all right. Farewell. And she um, sees you just go pick the pony up from where it was being uh, looked after. And then with, with a fond look back at the smoke coming out of the chimneys from Stonyford, you start heading north again. And you can visibly see Odoric and the three outlaws are looking relieved at <clears throat> leaving the settlement. And after about an hour and further north, the outlaw Jeff says, um, "So, uh, Athos, can we? Um, I think we should be maybe heading off towards the old forest road and then up to up to Dale, maybe go and see Bard. What what can we tell him? Can you like use them fancy words and write something for us?" And they they're looking pretty uncomfortable at the prospect of going up to up to see Bjorn uh, with his reputation having been part of a bandit group that is now being confirmed to about to attack him. So I'm happy to. Well, I we'll talk about it at meal time. We're not going to stop now, um, but you know I'm I'm happy to write some words, fancy right. ones at that. I've got some good ones stored up. I, I can make it look very official as well. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind. All doing right, that. so. You push on, you probably make it halfway up to the old forest road. You've can got we about... take it in turns, let's say, <coughs> if Monin's completely knackered, can we stick Monin on the pony for half the morning or something and at least use the pony as a resource rather than 
we all walk next to this pony that thinks this is fun. <laughs> now that makes sure. perfect sense, but Mona's like, I have, no, 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 I'm not getting on that. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Okay, well, in which case, Hathers will, Hathers will sit up there. <laughs> and when the young bandits mentioned about the Old Forest Road, Mona would be like, uh, well, I'm not sure that's a good road to take. I think Sigmar's been down there once before, and I don't think you go back there again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like the gleam and thought of gold appears in his eyes. He says, that, well, you might be right, but um, it's definitely the quickest way back up to, to see him. All right, fine, you take that way. That should be fine. He thinks he's done his bit. <laughs> Light a fire every night. <laughs> Make as much noise as possible. And as we're going along, Hathis will keep saying to people, you know, Amalfida, do you want to spell on the pony? Sigma, do you want to spell on the pony? You know, so he's not just hogging it. All right. Okay. Obviously, he'll make sure everyone looks busy when he asks them. So they say, no, I'm, I'm doing this. And they'll carry on. But <laughs> Okay, so towards the evening, um, you find a spot to camp. So let me know what you'd want to write if if you are going ahead with their plans and letting them basically letting them go. There's, you, you do think that the lure of gold is strong enough to get him to go to Bard. Um, mm-hmm. You don't know whether he can read. By the sound of things, he probably can't, but you don't know whether the, the people can read. So, you, um, But I guess you've got seal and things you could seal the note anyway. So I'll probably consult closeted away with Sigmar as to what we'll write because it was kind of his deception. But... I'm happy to write it in very nice handwriting and add some flowery vocalization in there as well. I guess it's these ex-bandits from, or reformed bandits, reformed in, in speech marks, bandits from the Wolfwood feel they have a valid claim to 300 gold or 30 gold for assisting us in releasing the traitorous question mark Odoric from, <laughs> from the, the bandit king Valtar. Yeah, um, I guess I'm getting warning about Valter's plans and stuff. Yeah. All right, so you are li- literally, you are resolute. So hopefully right, an kind intelligent of... person reading between the lines would read it as, these these are ex-bandits who... Uh, no, these are, these are not ex-bandits, these are bandits. These are bandits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, these are bandits from whatever who think they, they've got a claim to 30 gold for doing this. Um, but you know, our heart is obviously not in it in terms of that you definitely owe them. No way. All right, so... Um, that's, that's great. I mean, I won't do it now, but uh, just drop like a, a paragraph <laughs> notes pages on World Anvil or Obsidian Portal. I haven't quite decided whether I've got over to World Anvil yet, but so we can um, we can kind of that might come into play at some point in the future, depending on how effective okay. the, the note was. So you don't need to do it now, though. And mm-hmm. you camp um, overnight. By the morning, you're so you're about there now. By the morning, your exhaustion has resolved and you're you actually feel cold and wet but you're you're doing okay cool and you you've got two days probably normal walk or one day force march again to get to Bjorn's from where you are i took the one day force march i'm afraid if it's only a day to Bjorn, i'm sure so we came with a, with full haste then it probably looked good mm-hmm. for us yeah exactly yeah. it's his people i know what he'd want us to do so yes so even even Sigmar's looking like he fancies a bath and a warm bed, and he doesn't. He's normally fairly grubby, but uh, the, the rest of you were like not having a good time of this walking. So, um, give everyone, give me a DC fifteen con uh, save. <laughs> it's three for three. God, oh, 12. I'm getting better. Ah, uh, Sigmar, Sigmar's whistling almost in enjoyment <laughs> at the at the walk. Now he's he's found some leg strength. The rest of you, though, have, um, have got one level of exhaustion. As you close by the, you're closing in on on the old Ford, and as you're beginning to get a bit wearier, you're the guide, uh, Hathas, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I want you to give me a an event survival check, which is 14. 14? <laughs> yeah. You've been on this journey before, so that's... Minus one, and you don't get any modifiers from your event rolls. So you've got a DC 13 survival check. Tower or open? Uh, if you want to see it, do it in the open. That's fine. Just see if you get a... Yep. You're fine. Okay. So you, you push through the uh, past the old Ford, and very, very wearily towards very early sort of 
early to mid evening, probably about 9 p.m. equivalent. You stagger exhaustedly, apart from Sigma, who seems to have hogged, he seems to have hogged the pony more than others. <laughs> uh, you get up to Bjorn's house. Uh, you don't have the Jeff, Chaz, and Daz, and you are successfully made it to Bjorn's. So you're going straight to his house. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So you go up to the door. The smell of like stew and fresh bread and stuff is amazing as you walk up. Over to you. Nice bit of role playing there. Have inspiration. No, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> so, uh, um, if you remember Bjorn's housekeeper, she kind of bustles up to the door, opens it, and says, "Eyes light up. Ah, come on in. How how did it go?" And she looks at Odric. Is is this the fella? We must speak to your master Bjorn as soon as possible, please. There is much danger. She she looks a bit crestfallen that she wasn't going to be the. <laughs> the first source of the gossip in around, around <laughs> and then says all right and she's like sends send, takes you through into this big open dining area where you sat before and uh, literally minutes later Bjorn, a little out of breath by the standard things he's run here comes comes in through the door and comes up to the table looking really sternly at uh at odoric hmm you brought him back well done there is a much there is, there is a bigger tale i'm afraid to say um, and Audric can probably tell it best, but there is a king, in inverted commas, in the Wolfwood who is threatening to attack your people imminently. Okay. From where? So he, he asked a lot of, mm-hmm. well, yeah, from, from where is this attack? And how many numbers? They have about a, a hundred spears, and I'll look to Audric for him to nod or, or engage in the conversation a bit at this point. A hundred spears, and they have a well kitted out fort in the wolf woods and they are all too aware of the the poorly defended numerous settlements of your people yeah so odric nods and he kind of lifts his eyes up again it's hard for him to do and he meets Bjorn, who's <laughs> anyone who can meet Bjorn's gaze is pretty <laughs> brave right. he's massive and very imposing when he's looking at uh, angry like this and he says lord i want to confessed what I did and doing my level best now to make amends but it was like sorrow crosses his eyes again I I informed Valter the bloody he's this leader of these bandits because he treated me very well about beyonding settlements up and down the Anjwin between the Carrick and Stonyford and he's making imminent plans to attack he's actually looking to build a kingdom he's over a hundred spears that he can bring forth uh, and his plans were pretty far reaching i think he's going to be attacking very soon and uh beyond just livid at that says these outlaws are a danger to me and my folk they must be driven from wilderland many nods and he says tonight you all shall sleep in my hall odric i'm gonna deal with you later but tomorrow we leave for battle at dawn and you go everyone goes what the fuck oh. <laughs> Oh. Um, but, but first ale, right? <laughs> <laughs> Master Dwarf, you can have as much mead as you like. And uh, the the housekeeper kind of comes in and, oh, my God, the food she brings up is hot, like plates of salted meat. It's just beautiful and some vegetable stew with it, lots of fresh bread and butter and um, honey for it. And your, your stomachs are rumbling and you're like chow straight into it. Odric is taken, um, and he says, "No, no, I, be- I beg you, I want, I want to try and make amends in the coming battle. I, I promise to be at the mercy of you, Lord, if-, if you let me fight. I will come back with you. I want to see what I can do to help." Bjorn looks at him and says, "Before you pass judgment, there, Lord Bjorn, if this, these uh, dwarven words, words, or any any weight to you, this young lad, he could have ran." He could have fought us, uh, but he listened to reason, and he has come here to face the music. So, if there's any compassion, maybe give the lad a, a chance, maybe to to own, earn his name again or die trying. Yeah, he didn't need to do any of this. He nods. He makes the decision very quickly. Okay, you'll be joining us in the in the forthcoming battle. Do you have any idea where they their first point of attack would be? He says to uh, to Odric and Odric. 
<clears throat> I really don't. I mean, they were plan- basically planning to head north. Could be Stonyford, could be further up there. Uh, I just don't know. Beyond says, leave it with me. I'm going to get warning to as many pe- settlements as I can tonight. You kind of, knowing how far that was, you can mm-hmm. raise your eyebrows at that, but then you don't know Beyond too well yet. So he says, right, within 30 minutes, there's massive uh, load of people all doing a very sort of well-oiled tasks around the settlement. You can see horses are being mustered. Seniors looking Beyondings are getting weapons and stuff together, uh, discussing plans or all that kind of stuff. You, you are finally full up and a bit warmer, um, feeling a lot better. And he basically says, I'm going to leave now. This is Bralin. Bralin is a trusted lieutenant of mine. He will be planning the assault. I'm going to get warnings personally to as many people as I can. And he he said, basically, he he looks like he's going off himself. And there's about six six horsemen on the most unbelievable like destriers you've ever seen that uh, uh, all ride out, thunder out of the gates at very high speed. Look at all going in slightly different directions, but it looks like they've planned on who to tell them and when, and they're, they're riding full speed south to get a, much of a warning. So it's basically mirrored roughly your plan, um, except he's obviously got a lot more credibility is coming from Bjorn. And he said, trust me, I will be there when, if, as and when battle is joined. Okay, do you want to do anything else tonight? I don't think so. I think we've done our bit, to be honest. I can't see what we can we can do. Okay. So the one the one slight advantage you've got. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll let you. You don't know where there's going to be an attack. Have a look at the map, and because you're going to need to kind of guess this a little bit, <clears throat> mm-hmm. where where you might be able to do battle with these these folk with a lot of Bjornings in tow. Have a, have a chat about it and think kind of where, where that's most likely because I'm not going to give you any clue. I wasn't thinking that we were doing the battling bit. I thought we'd kind of <laughs> we'd notified the entire Bjorning race of an impending peril. And we are now cosy and being fed as we should be. I was expecting to hear reports as they come <laughs> in of famous victories and uh, joining the celebrations with Gusto at the end. Abel Frieda, how do you feel about that as a plan? Uh, no. Genius. <laughs> gonna go off and fight. <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple, a couple <laughs> of gonna go off and fight. A couple of beers uh, in from Moan, and he's like, "No, we'll be out there fighting. Need to be fighting." But I'm thinking about it. A uh, hundred people can't really go across in boats, so probably the old yeah, ford so is where they're trying to get across. They're yeah. going to head north and cross at the ford, I guess. Yeah. So you know, there's a couple of settlements. On the west, you wouldn't be able to get there in time beyond, well, you don't know how fast he is or how far away the, the, the bandits are, but he might be able to. You just don't know. But, yeah, so the majority of the on the east of the bank, and obviously Stonyford's east, so that's relatively safe until uh, maybe they go back down south. You don't know where they're going from the ford, but that sounds a good plan to me. Yeah, All right. Defend the ford. So, yeah, so you, you speak with Beryl once. It's quite late at night by the time... He's he's done a lot of organising. You, you're kind of, especially especially Moaning, who's had like onto his fifth pint of mead by now, is uh, feeling pretty weary um, and like dozing in front of the fire in the hall. It's incredibly relaxing in that. John, what time of year is it? It's not. It's on the cusp of spring, but probably not quite there yet. Um, there's been some unseasonably cold weather over the last few weeks. So there's no crops, are there? So. Whatever this army's got to march, he's got to keep his army fed. So he can't just raid village to village to village. He's got to go for something fairly sizable just to keep his army in the field, surely. Unless he's got a load of food stores that he's bringing. And if he is, that means wagons and horses. That's a really, really great great point. Um, Do you want to ask... Odric, that Odric would know, or the actually the bandits aren't with you anymore, but Odric would know that. Um, uh, yes, or didn't um, Sigma um, scout the place? Did he see any evidence of food supplies that they were taking with them? So we'd have seen wagons, presumably, if they're bringing food with them, but otherwise it's surely got to be a ford and then some sort of town rather than villages. Don't see that uh, gains him anything at all. Yeah, the only thing, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. So, um, Sigmar did see he didn't have a lot of wagons, two or three, but that's right. enough for probably if they had food, enough for maybe one to two weeks in the field. 
in those wagons for to assuming they're only taking the sort of able-bodied warriors maybe 70 80 people and not the women and children or the sorry the, the children and old old men and women and stuff and Odric confirms that he says yeah we he was definitely collecting food he's not a not a commander like Bjorn is he doesn't have that level of knowledge but he kind of realized that this could be many days there but you do know that even though it's at the end of winter and the new harvest and stuff haven't come in yet most villages will and even even your own sort of crofters vale area by the end of the winter you you were kind of the root cellars were pretty empty but they were still eating meat from killing the odd sheep or cow occasionally for that and that's probably where they get the food from but it would definitely slow them so you may have a little longer than you thought but really good really insightful and are there any major food supplies they could head for so whether that is large herds or towns or villages with large larger than average grain stores or larger than average food stores is there anywhere that you'd you'd strike for to try and keep yourself stocked up he doesn't have a big enough force so the only the towns like literally large population centers where they would have plenty would be woman town and woodland hall and they are he, he, you would guess his force is way too small to be. Yeah, to I assumed he was sort of carving on that the west side of the Andrew more than anything. I guess. Yeah, I mean, be, beyond the Beyondings don't live in large settlements. I mean, it's so Crofters Vale is kind of typical from where Amalfrida grew up. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're fairly hardy, independent folk. The Beyondings they don't bunch together that much, which actually might help for this campaign <laughs> or whatever it may become. Um, it might help. Might help. Uh, limit the amount of carnage that he can cause because he won't be able to attack like an undefended town very easily. There just aren't any. I wonder what he's trying to achieve. Because basically, if he takes a few scattered settlements, and all he's really going to do is just arouse the the Bjornings to come and pummel him. Yeah, you don't know. It's he's got a force, and so individually, um, he could take. I don't know things like Amalfrida's father's uh farmstead and the little surrounding ones if it if that's his kind of kind of attritional plan until the bjornings club together in force or get other help from elsewhere he can go almost like settlement to settlement Lo- and longer term plan maybe it's just greed or you don't really know if he takes a settlement if he's either got to hold it or he sort of slash and burns moves on takes some slaves captives whatever hostages and some food but then has to move on taking a settlement in itself isn't going to achieve an awful lot might get him some food for half a day for his his men and then he has to hold it which dilutes him raise it and move on but was he achieving pretty empty space he's taking unless he just strikes out trashes a settlement comes back to his base with hostages people and then quite quickly strikes out again but then he'll just create a desolation around him like smog he he wants territory yeah, um, okay. Pretty fertile. The Anduin Vale is pretty fertile. He could he could set up farmsteads there. He just wants to rule what the sound of things. Branch out from his He's uh, going to come into opposition to Bjorn and the Bjornings quite quickly, and he's just gonna make yeah. Man's crazy. Very <laughs> man's a nah. Might be treasures back at his where where his castle is though. What do we know about him as a person? Anything at all? I mean what race is he? Uh, you think probably a wild man, so he's he's, he's from the wilderness, the woodman, at some at some respect. But there are people beyond that from all over wilderness that have kind of congregated under his banner, probably because he's he doesn't really care too much about their backgrounds. John, have you got a map you can show us with the Ford or something? Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, so I'll, I'll show you that in a minute. Uh, so you. Yeah. You've been across the fall before. Uh, it's essentially a ferry, ferry across. There are it is walkable or wadeable um, in in the main, especially if it's l- low water running, where basically there would have been bridge pylons through it. So bits of it you can kind of hop from one to another. Not hop, but kind of get get from one to another. The ferry is the most obvious crossing, though. So we'd need to capture that. But there, but there could well be he could have basically taken boats uh, as he's gone up the Anduin, all that kind of stuff. So you just don't know how he's going to be. 
or what the terrain exactly is going to be like. But you could probably get there and get a, get an idea of the lie of the land. Right. And how many men do we think he's got? Uh, there's about a, over a hundred people in the camp. You would estimate seventy to eighty uh, that could be marshaled for fighting. Right. So a couple of hundred men at most. Uh, absolutely, at most probably a right, hundred. Okay. Would estimate. Easy odds. <laughs> so um you know i mean the beornings are thirsting for blood in the amalfried is definitely past of that they're, they're really roused i'll wind on to the morning unless you want to do anything else tonight so you at dawn you'll be basically on the off and you you agree to kind of walk assuming you're all heading out with in the morning Pardon? you're all no, heading out with amalfrida to what to the ford yeah yeah yep. okay so you get up with the dawn. Uh, none of you have got any more exhaustion on. Um, maybe with the mead. Moaning does appear to have a little bit of a headache this morning. But uh, um, you heading south, no more than sort of six or eight hours of marching. And you, it wasn't quite the fourth march pace you were going. But this is now two, three, four, the fourth day after you left the Wolfswood. You made incredible time. <laughs> you are heading towards the old ford again and you can see a large beyonding force there and as you crest a rise you can actually see look looks like there is some kind of swirling battle up and down the river with men coming in from multiple boats crossing the ford here looks like they the bandit forces taken they've got some boats with them they've taken the ferry um, whether by stealth or or pulled it across or whatever, and there is a fairly sizable bandit force being trying to be basically pushed back into the Anduin by a lot of Bjornings. Uh, hard to see is winning, but on the bank uh, next to you, just coming in off the river, and I'll, I'll share a map with you in a second. There's a boat full of bandits. Bandits just making their way up to the uh to your edge of the river they're going to be there in probably a minute and if you ride fast down there you could be there as well at that sort of time so i'll yeah how many of us are there is it literally just us or do we have any bjornings with us beyond amalfrida obviously plenty around but they're all in little skirmishes themselves so if you imagine there's probably three four hundred yards of riverbank that's being defended Right, um, so it's, it's and there's of like pockets of Bjornings that essentially heading to boats. It looks like there's no, no Bjornings trying to head this boat off. Right, and that's where that's where you are. So I'm gonna um, cool. We got our own boat. Map. and I'll now put the characters on. There's a lot of them. There's eight Ooh. bandits there. Um, Odric is also with you. Oh, Odric, I will let you position yourselves a little bit. You're kind of coming down a gully to bank. They're just winding up onto the bank now and pulling the boats up. And get everyone give me initiative. You're in it now, boys. We've been conscripted. I knew uh, this would be a great day. <laughs> and that's where we'll leave this episode. Next episode, we'll have a big scrap with all those bandits. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for subscribing. All the ways you can get in contact with us are in the description. Thanks very much. Catch you next time. Cheers. Bye-bye.